Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Here we go. So last week, I um, lit a bonfire. Well, it's not a bonfire. I was burning off rubbish. You can't ring up and say, hey, I've got a bonfire. I'm gonna... They go, you're not allowed to light bonfires. And I'm going, okay, we've got prunings. We're going to burn off. Let me use a different term. So we've been collecting these um, prunings around our property and from our neighbor's property and wardrobes and, I don't know, furniture. And it was all piled up. And I'm like, Kylie said, oh, how big do you think it is? And I go, oh, it's about four metres by four metres. I hadn't walked down there for a while. It was like 15 metres by 20 metres. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. So I lit the fire up and I lit it in multiple points. The wind was blowing from all different directions. It was just changing all the time. So I'm like, there's no prevailing wind. So I'll just light it all the way around this thing. And she went up, and it was beautiful, and I'm scorched and, you know, standing back, and, and I'm, I'm feeding the fire, keeping it going, and then it um, all died. And I'm lighting the fire, and the wood's getting black, but it's not burning. And I'm getting so frustrated. Because <laughs> never before in the history of Australia has it been so difficult to light a bushfire. Like... Somebody smoking and they throw a, you know, a stubbed out cigarette out the window, we've got an Ash Wednesday. We, we have somebody that just like leaves their, I don't know, their, their dryer on overnight and you've got a house burnt down. I'm out there with fuel and with matches and with a passion to burn this fire. Timber, to burn this wood. What? <laughs> it was so frustrating. Why wouldn't it burn? I still don't know. I think maybe... So I'm there really annoyed that this fire's not burning, this wood's not burning, the fire's not happening. And then God says, yeah, it's a bit like that sometimes. <laughs> like, what do, you, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, I, how many times do I talk about fire in the Bible? You know, how many times do I talk to mankind about fire? I'm like, yes, it's pretty significant in your word. Yes, it's right through there. And it's always to bring judgment. Oh, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's funny. You you talk about the fire of God and you think that's the judgment and wrath of God and and all that. And and it's it's not. It's not that. It's so much more. Because in Matthew, in Matthew 3, John the Baptist is there and he's saying, you know, I baptize you, this is verse 11, I baptize you with water for repentance. But after me comes one who is more powerful than I, whose sandals I am not worthy to even carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. And fire. It's interesting, I've included the next verse in this as well, verse 12. My dad used to always say this to me. But it was a different version. must have been King James you were quoting to me, Dad. His fan is in his hand, is what it says. Because the winnowing fork is actually, the fork is a fan as well. It's anything that you can use to burn up, that you use to keep turning it over. So, his winnowing fork is in his hand and he will clear his threshing floor, gathering his wheat into the barn and burning up the chaff with unquenchable fire. We don't want to be around that fire. That's an unquenchable fire. Don't want to be around that one. But that's to get rid of extraneous waste from our life. Oh, wait a minute. 
Maybe we do want that fire in our lives. Maybe that is something that we want. But it, may, it interested me because here I was, Kylie rang me up and she goes, how's the fire going? And I'm after my rant and rave, much the same as the Bledisloe Cup the other night. Josh, you know, okay. <laughs> Did anyone watch the, the, the rugby? No. Oh, the gall of it, you know. Like, <laughs> let's get back to it. So I, Kylie rang me up and... She said, how's the fire going? I said, I've never had to manhandle a fire so much in my life to try and get it to burn. And, I, and I'm going, God, why, why won't this wood burn? And he's going, sometimes it doesn't want to burn. I'm like, I'm thinking, am I smoke, have I breathed in too much carbon monoxide here? Or am I, am I say, what, are, what are these answers I'm getting to my questions? God actually... It's a fire that doesn't hurt us, but it's a fire that actually empowers us, it purifies us, and it actually gives us light in our life. It's a, it's a light, you know, when you, yeah, when lightning goes off in a night sky and you just see everything light up and you go, my goodness, that is powerful. I always have that image of a, have you seen volcanoes erupting and they have their own, um, weather system and lightning coming off because of the atmospheric and barometric pressures and all that and there's lightning going off in the clouds and that's sort of like the presence of God what it would have been just nowhere like God would have been so much more impressive but that is like a good glimpse of what these guys saw come down on the mountain after they you know when they met with when Moses met with God and received the Ten Commandments so I, I think that God wants to pour out his fire again I, I think that God, but the thing is that he's really generous with so much. This is one of the things that we've got to ask for. Fire me up, Lord. So my message today is just add fire. Just add fire. So last time I spoke, I spoke out of 1 Peter. Oh, sorry, 2 Peter 1. And, and we were talking about through. I drew images up here. Not very well, but Cassie did it better and put it up on the screen so everyone could see it. But if you read one Peter, sorry, 2 Peter 1, it says that the, now it's through God. Everything's been done through God. If you read the, the first few verses, it says his, right, his righteousness has given us a faith that's, um, that's so precious. And then that faith, through that faith, we're given knowledge. And through that knowledge, we're given goodness and grace. There's, there's so much things God's already done for us. We just need to receive it. We need to acknowledge it, receive it, but also be passionate about acquiring it in our life. Um, close my thing. But I want, what I want to do is I want to just finish, like have the, the back part of this. Kylie and I have got to fly, fly out to Melbourne at one o'clock. So I said, I've got to do my quickest message ever. Which Carol applauded at. And I said, don't get excited yet, because we're not on the plane yet. <laughs> Actually, no, I've got to find these. Oh, God, you're so good. Here we go. Okay. So, 
for this, uh, his divine power has given us everything we need. I love this part. His divine power has given us everything we need for a godly life through our knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and goodness. And then through these, he's given us his great and precious promises so that through them, we may participate in the divine nature, having escaped the corruption of this world caused by evil desires. Or um, in the Amplified, it says disreputed desires. So they're actually desires that are wrong desires. It's not talking about good desires here. It's actually talking about carnal, wrong desires, things that rise up that, um, that are actually against love and against God and against those things. So, but then it follows into verse 5 where it says this, for this reason. So it's through this, through this. God has done so much through his plans. And he says, for this reason, now it's your turn, for this reason. I've done it. It's all been done through my righteousness, through my glory and goodness, through Jesus, through the knowledge that he gave you. It's all been done. And it's for this reason that this has been done. For this reason, make every effort. Oh, I, this is one of my favorite verses in, in the Bible because it, it's one that every time I open it up and read it, I get revelation out of it again. I get a, something else. So do you want to... Can I share my revelations that I've got from this? Because this is about firing, about getting some fire back into our life. I think, I think we need some fire back. And, and as we go through this, you'll be aware significantly how there's been some fires light up in, in our realm, in our existence, that are attracting our attention to it. There's warmth there, there there's light there, and so it's attracting our attention, but it's the wrong fires, it's the wrong, um, it's the wrong distraction, it's a distraction. Whereas God's doing something in the earth at the moment, and that's why he says, those that have eyes, let them see, those that have ears, let them hear what the Spirit is actually saying. So Holy Spirit, speak to us today, here. So for this reason, make every effort, that word effort, thank you, Lord, for our power. Make every effort. When you look at the Greek, it means applying your diligence. So applying your diligence, and that is your, your desire, your passion, everything within you. You know, have you ever had something that you just wanted so bad that when you woke up, oh, I've got to get it. You're going to sleep at night, Lord, I need to get it through the day. They, they want you to work and you're like, I'm just thinking, I've got to get it, got to get it, got to get it. I don't know what it is. But that's the heart we've got to have here for the things of God. Applying your diligence, your passion, your vigor, your everything to the divine promises. This is, it's talking about the divine promises that are his great and precious promises. So it's applying our diligence to the promises and making every effort in exercising our faith. That's what that make every effort means. It means exercising our faith so that in our faith it develops. Now the word faith here actually means the persuasion that we have allowed the conviction that we have received and that which we have agreed to be convinced of. Faith. I've agreed to be convinced that the message of Jesus is true. I've agreed in me that there, there is no way that anyone could ever dissuade me about the message of Jesus. That now 
is a, is a truth in my life, that is a faith in my life that now I get to add to. You don't just sit in faith and go, yeah, I've got a faith in God, I believe. I believe in God, don't go to church, don't tithe, don't pray, except when I need something. Um, turn up to church every now and then, you know, maybe. Yeah. It's like, is, is that what it is? Is church a club? Do we have membership that we just got to sign in, get the meat raffle? I don't know. <laughs> win the door prize. No, this is about, we have heard a message and we've heard a call from heaven that was a personal call. It wasn't a call to all of mankind, it was a call to you. It was a calling and an election from God that says, you are mine. You are now mine. I'm taking you and I'm removing you out of this scenario and you're now foreign to this situation, to this recipe. You're foreign to this planet now and you're going to have a different perspective. So it says in this, exercise your faith to develop, to add to it, which um, the word add here means to bear alongside, to introduce simultaneously. So as we're exercising our faith, that might be in praying for something, standing firm in something, in a conviction that we have, not reacting to some things and going, no, 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 I've got to let peace and and kindness prevail here. You know, and as we do that, it develops, it exercises that faith. And what's the outcome of it? We start to see goodness develop in our life because as we make choices of our faith that is based on the promises of God, then we realize, hey, there's goodness here. And you start applying goodness to your life. Now, that word goodness, this is a weird word. It actually means valor, manliness. Manliness. That's not something we really ascribe for nowadays, is it? Seems like that's a a bad term. It's an offensive term to be manly nowadays. No, it's not. We want manly men. Smelly, manly men. (laughs) Manliness. It, It means moral excellence. Somebody standing up. on on the side of something to bring about a good result. So as your faith, you're exercising your faith, then valor, manliness, moral excellence is actually added to that when we're operating in faith. And then the good thing about that, as we exercise our goodness and we apply our goodness and our moral excellence and our valor in life and our manliness in life, that can be a non-gender specific term as well but in that manliness in life it increases we start to grow in our knowledge of what's going on so it's add to your faith goodness and to your as you grow in your goodness add to your goodness develop it exercise it knowledge the word knowledge here is actually insight and understanding of the scientific process of the observable process of when I respond like this this is the result that I get. When somebody speaks at me like this and I don't react to it, the outcome is this. And it's a scientific process that you start saying, hey, God, you worked for my good in that situation when it was so terrible, you actually brought about goodness in my life. And you start going, hey, your your knowledge of God and the ways of God starts to grow insight, understanding of the scientific process. And you might say, but science has got nothing to do with it. Eh. Science is not a God. Science is not a doctrine. 
Science is the word that we use to describe observing, heating something up to a certain temperature, adding something to it, or a result from a a chemical reaction or from a process. All it is is observing something to see the result from it. It's not a a man-made thing. It's actually a godly thing. He says, go to the ants, check them out. Go and watch this. See the result of, of observing these things. So knowledge, we grow, as we develop our faith and exercise it, um, we add to that simultaneously, goodness is flowing in. As faith is being activated and exercised, goodness is starting to flow in. And as goodness is exercised, you've got to exercise your goodness. Sometimes it doesn't, as much as we want to believe that goodness just flows out of us, we wake up and we just smell great, we look great. I don't know about you plebs, but me, you know, like, that's how I feel. (laughs) Kylie tells me off for using the word plebs. You're not plebs. You're brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm sorry. I'm way too familiar. I shouldn't be using terms like that. Please forgive me. Thank you. See? Quick to forgive. What a hero. What a hero Adrian is. What a champion. So the scientific process of seeing God at work, seeing your faith exercised and activated, and is anyone seeing that there's a really natural and easy process to this? So as we grow in our knowledge and we exercise our knowledge of the things of God, not the knowledge of the things of this world, it's a It's actually seeking out the knowledge of God, the wisdom that comes from heaven. It's not trying to work out what's going on around the world or anything like that. God has his plan. Jesus has already told us that in the last days, there are certain things that are going to happen. And I could go into that right here and now, but you've got to look at those things. We don't know the day or the hour. Even Jesus doesn't know the day or the hour, but we know the seasons. And Jesus said, when you see these things happening, look up. Look up and remember that I told you this was going to happen, but look up and and remember that I told you that your Redeemer is near. So add to your knowledge. So as we grow in our knowledge, and and sometimes, this is unfortunate, but it probably doesn't happen to you, but when you start to do good and you're doing well, I don't know, sometimes a little bit of pride gets in and you think, yeah, I'm doing all right. Oh, I, I know how that works now. I understand about this. I've got a working knowledge of the Word of God and how to apply it to my life, and so much so that I can start telling other people how to do their life as well. And I'll, I won't be shy. Oh, I'll tell them, you're doing that wrong. This is how you should do it. No. Add to your knowledge, as you exercise your knowledge, add to that self-control. Which, self-control, the Greek word, is habitual moderation. Donnie, you're no good at this. (laughs) No, you're great at this. Um, Habitual moderation in the indulgences or the appetites of passion. No, you're a very passionate person, Donnie. I'll take that all that back. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, don't be embarrassed. You've got to be something, you know. You know, there's two types of people, Italians and wannabe Italians. <laughs> Self-control, habitual moderation. So when we want to tell somebody, you know, like how 
wrong they are or how right you are. <laughs> it's this moderation that steps in. But not only that, self-control in, in actually seeing what, you know, the Word of God says, be innocent of things that are evil. And whenever I have something revealed to me about the darkness of our community or the dark, I don't want to, dwell, I don't want to delve too deeply into it because it affects me. It really affects me. If you knew some of the stuff that's going on around our community at the moment, you'd be like going, what can we do? Will you pray? That's Every morning we're praying again, like Tuesday morning we're praying against domestic violence. We're praying, again, we're praying for peace in, in homes, peace in communities, families coming back together, hearts of children coming back to the parents and parents back to the children. We're praying for prosperity in our region, peace in our region. Um, harmony. In our reading, I'm just trying to think what we pray for, and it, they're all significant things because our community needs us praying. In the fine words of a great and mighty woman, my wife, she said, "If we're not, if the church isn't praying for the city, who is? Who is? Because I can tell you, there is a demonic realm, and there are people that have have drunk the Kool Aid and bought into that." And they, they, they pray to, to all types of gods. They pray to, to Satan. They pray to, to um, demons. They pray to... <laughs> we need to pray. We need to pray. Self-control. That's part of that. Is actually committing yourself to a process. And, and corporate prayer is one of those things. Adding to, as we develop our self-control and our habitual moderation in, um, our, with our appetites and passions and that, it says, then add to that, bring in to your self-control. Because sometimes even self-control can produce pride in your life. Oh, I don't have an issue with that. You, you, mm, mm. but I don't have an issue with that. Or you might be controlling yourself and then getting ticked at other people that just don't seem to care about your life choices and will just live their life regardless of how you think they should be living their life. And you've got to go, mm-hmm. yes. Self-control, add perseverance to it. Perseverance, which is steadfast, patient endurance. <laughs> Who wants to pray for more perseverance in their life? <laughs> I know we all need more perseverance in our life, but like when you go, Lord, make me patient. See, some of us already know through faith and through goodness and through knowledge that praying for God to give you patience is like praying for God to humble you. The Word of God doesn't say pray that God will humble you. It says humble yourself before the Lord. Humble yourself, you know, Operate in humility. But we need patient endurance in our life. Steadfast, patient endurance. We're we're at a season that, um, like, never really experienced before in the history of the world. Never before have so many people been affected by um, a global thing like this. Even the the um, Spanish flu had a different impact on community as to what we've just experienced and especially with the communication that goes along with it and all the diverse opinions. Can I say that again? All the diverse opinions. I, 
I'm standard at how, I don't like to use the word crazy, but um, how unbalanced some of this talking is in light of who we believe is the ultimate authority. This is where I've got to come back to steadfast, patient endurance. Is there anything that I can do about a, a government's making choices like this? No, but I can pray. Can I do anything about, um, a, a, you know, religious freedoms being limited and, you know, like our, our freedoms of speech being shut down? Adrian and I have to sit in on a conference soon about that, what, what our limitations are now and what they're saying that we, as a church, what we're limited in speaking in public and what we can even say from the platform because it's all changing. We've never been in a time when pronouns are like held in such high esteem and just a lot of other things going on. We need steadfast, patient endurance. Endure, standing firm till the end. And it says, in our perseverance, add to that godliness, which is piety, which is honour, which is respect in our lives. It is so easy to throw those things out the window because you judge somebody or judge somebody's actions immediately based on what they've done. They're an idiot. No, no, no. Where's the honour and the respect? Sorry, I'm, I'm like that in the car. You idiot. Oh. I have so much conviction about those things now. And she sits in the seat next to me. Did you like that one? She knows. She's like, don't worry, honey. If they drive like that in front of you, they'll do it in front of a policeman. I go, thank you, honey. I needed that. You know what I needed, didn't you? She's my helper. Because I'm like, I'll chase them down and record them. <laughs> and she goes, haven't you ever made a mistake before? And I'm like, not that I know of. You know, like. <laughs> Piety, honour, respect. Add to your patient endurance as you work that out. Add piety, honour and respect to it. And then add to that honour and respect as you develop it and exercise it. Add mutual affection. Mutual affection is, um, is a broad, it's the filios love. Broad spectrum, brotherly love. It's love for mankind because we are all humans. We don't break up into creeds or cultures or nations or colours. We're all children, sons and daughters made in the image of God, human beings. Mutual affection, that we have an understanding and a mutual um, compassion and empathy for all of, all of mankind. And then as we add to that mutual affection, it says here, love, which is agape unconditional love that is the end result of our faith is that our faith produces great love in our life and I tell you now if we operated let me let me pair that back a bit um if I operated more in love this would be a better planet just me alone if every decision I made was based on love I can tell you now life would be a lot better for those around me um and and you as well because I wouldn't be selfish. I wouldn't be like just thinking about myself. I would actually be seeking God for you. And, and understanding, you know, why have you responded like that? What, what's going on in your world at the moment that, you know, that, that it's a little bit in upheaval or something like that? That I have an affection there that I just go, hey, I, I want to go a little bit deeper here. 
Now, now Peter writes this, and we'll finish up with it because I'm three minutes over and we've got to get on a plane pretty soon. For if you possess these qualities in increasing measure, say increasing measure. It's not stagnant. It's not stagnant measure. This is increasing measure. So this is a beautiful thing. You add to your faith goodness and to your goodness knowledge. You know, knowledge, what is it? Um, Self-control and to your self-control perseverance and to your perseverance godliness and to your godliness um, mutual affection and mutual affection love. Now that I finally, you you start again. You know, you, you outwork in that and then you find yourself back at faith again needing to apply faith in another, in a broader, in a deeper, in a, dare I say, a little bit more dangerous Level, not dangerous to you, but dangerous as in it's going to cost you something. It's going to cost you something to make this stand in your life because you know that it's the right standing God to make that stand based on faith. For if you possess these things in increasing measure, they will keep you from being ineffective or unproductive of your knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. Or in other words, it will keep you from being, I don't know, soppy wood, and unable to burn. I, I want fire in my life. I, I want fire in my life for, for things. You know, like, mainly for the house of God. I, Because mm, there is no other answer. Just existing longer on this plane isn't what it's about. It's actually having an intimate relationship with God. And it says that if we have these things in increasing measure, say increasing measure, it's important. It says you'll be, it'll stop you from being ineffective and unproductive. And not only that, but it says, but whoever does not have them, they're nearsighted. And so it stops us from being nearsighted and blind. And it stops us from being unforgiving because it says, forgetting that they have been cleansed from their past sins. Scripture also tells us that if you forget that your sins have been forgiven, then you stop forgiving other people their sins. So I, we need this. We, we, we don't want to be, we need this increasing measure in our life. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort. That is means activate your diligence in the promises of great and precious promises of God. Activate your diligence in that. Not on what somebody's take of the the political arena or, or whose com- conspiracies are most, I don't know, palatable today. Oh. Isaiah says, don't call conspiracy everything these people call conspiracy. Now that was back then, but I think that that statement is still um, applicable to today. The only conspiracy is that the devil is a liar and God is the truth. <laughs> the devil wants to lie to us that, that God's not the truth. That he's not true. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, make every effort to confirm your calling and election. We all have a calling and election, but we've got to confirm it. I received my flight things on my phone and they said, do you want to check in now? If I didn't check in, I've got to do it at some point. Calling and election. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. This is a great and precious promise of God right here. You will never stumble. Listen to this, and you will receive a rich welcome into the eternal kingdom of our Lord Jesus, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
Add to your faith. Activate your faith. I know that God's going to start challenging some of us. Start activating our faith. Start exercising. Start, you know, working it. I've got to be working at working it. Because it starts with faith. Each one of us has been given a measure of faith. But if we leave it that as it is, yeah, I believe in God. Yeah, I don't not believe in God. And, and people think that's a faith. No, no, no. A faith is the, is the, um, the launch pad for direction in our life. And as we work it and exercise it, it gives us that direction in life. Because faith is based on the Word. Faith comes by, yeah, you need ears to hear. And it's not just hearing the Word of God, it's hearing by. Everything is filtered through the Word of God. So whatever you hear on this planet, on this plane, whether it's from a spirit or from a physical being, you filter it through the Word of God. It has to be filtered through the Word of God. Don't listen to any spirits unless they go through the Word of God. Don't be deceived by, by any influence that comes, oh, I had a dream and I think I'm meant to do this. No, no, no. Challenge those, those thoughts based on the Word of God. Because faith, it's all based on the Word of God. And our hearing comes through the filter of the Word of God. I know some of us are going to start exercising our faith a bit more. And in exercising our faith, we're going to see, you know, things being added to it, added to it, added to it. You might think, oh, I'm up to this point. I'm, I need to start adding the, I'm, I'm in the agape stage. Woohoo! You know, like, of course I am. <laughs> Can you stand if you are able? <laughs> what? Who got something out of that today? I, I, there is so much. Can I just encourage you? There is so much in there. If you've got Blue Letter Bible on your, on your phone or on an app of it, have a look or just start reading into the Word of God and having a look at what those words actually mean is a profound thing. Father, I just thank you for your Word. Your great and precious promises for each one of us. Father, your, your intimate relationship that you desire with each one of us. Father, in the confirmation of our calling and election. Father, I thank you that we can be certain that we have confirmed our calling and our election. Father, and I thank you for the rich welcome that each one of us is receiving into the eternal kingdom of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Father, I just thank you right now for your holy presence of your Spirit, your Holy Spirit ministering to speaking to, revealing, releasing, empowering each one of us to step fully in to what you are requiring, what you are calling, and what you are, yeah, desiring for us in this season. Father, this is the day that you've made. We get to rejoice and be glad in it because you are our Father, we are your children, and you do nothing but good for us, Father. Everything you do is good. We rejoice in your goodness. We lean into your favour, Father. We thank you for your blessing. Have your way, Father God, in each one of our lives. Father, I speak profound blessing and favour and revelation over each life represented here, in homes, in marriages, with, with families, Father. 
for faith to grow and love to be the result. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you for your word, Father. Thank you for your word. Word is so good. Hallelujah. Awesome. So who wants to exercise their faith? Who wants to exercise their knowledge, their goodness? There's some stuff in there for each one of us. Make your calling and election confirmed and sure. Make sure that you have a rich welcome. And it's easy. Add. Just add some fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your fire. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your fire. Amen. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.